ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophiles Bookcase. I'm your host, Erica the Bibliophile. And this week we are discussing the series Little Miami Girl Parts 1 through 3, Antonia and Jaheem's Love Story by Diamond D. Johnson. There will be no synopsis this week because I am putting all three books together in this one episode, Um, but I will be linking each book in the description if you want to go check them out for yourselves. So let's get into it. Okay, my beautiful people, like I said, we are discussing Little Miami Girl, um, parts one through three by Diamond D. Johnson. Um, Diamond was another one of the authors that was caught up in the Leo Sullivan and Portia Sterling, you know, what is it called? Like that drama, all of what was going on with the books and the authors not having the rights to the stories and things like that. Um... And I had purchased the books before then, you know, like before it was this scandal. Scandal was the word I was looking for. Um, So this is a story like I've read, I think I read it like when it came out back in 2016. And I'm only prefacing this by saying that because I think when I did Brianne's book, I said I don't read high school books like that's not really what I'm looking to read anymore but this is in a high school setting and I want to take that back and I don't know if Brienne listens to any of my other episodes besides the one her book was on I do want to apologize because I felt like I was talking down on her book and I I didn't mean to I didn't mean that because her book was great I think I, I did give her the proper props and saying I enjoyed the book but maybe my tone was a little harsh and I do want to apologize because that was a great book. And I don't think I should shut shut down those books. Because still, you know, if you're a good writer, you can make any setting sound good. But um, yeah, so Antonia is a 17-year-old young lady who is a senior in high school who has a terrible home life. She lost both of her parents by the age of six and her aunt took her in but her aunt does not like she hates Antonia because of Antonia's mother who is her sister her aunt Grace aunt Grace aunt Gina excuse me um she has been abusing um Tonia since she got in the house like she cannot stand this little girl and she has been beating her all this time now gina has three children of her own pj and she has two twins two twin little girls who are four years old and so while she treats her kid oh and she has an older daughter portia excuse me so she actually has four kids 
Um, but while Portia has her own room, Antonia has to share a room with the three smaller children. You know, she doesn't have any nice clothes or anything like that. Her school that she goes to, they have to wear a uniform, but her uniforms are dingy. And, you know, she's just doing the best that she can with what she got, but she has a hard life. But she's a very smart student. And she, the thing that got me though, it's like she's, the way she's described as looking like Lauren London. So she's light skinned and she's going to school with all these bruises, but nobody's stepping in to help her. You know what I mean? Because of course, even if somebody asks her like, hey, what happened to you? And her saying she fell down some stairs or fell off a bike. That's not explaining the bruises on her body. And she has what she thinks is her one friend. Her name is Takara um, that she talks to. But Takara is growing apart. Well, she's been grew apart from Antonia. She's not looking to be seen with her, talk to her, none of that. She's trying to be a too for too cool for school type of girl with these other three girls that she's hanging out with um so she started playing uh playing paying antonia does like she tell her you know i'm gonna go hang out with my friends why don't you hang out with your friends knowing that the girl don't have no other friends but her and one day when takara is at her house with her three new friends she's talking smack about Antonia and her mom is standing at the door and she can hear everything and she sends those girls home and say you know Takara got some schoolwork to do you know y'all can come back over this weekend but if, as of right now y'all gotta go and when she you know like when they leave her mom is looking at her like now you know what she's going through so why would you sit up here and talk about that girl like that you know, like, you have a good home life, she doesn't, so there's no reason for you to be bashing her like this, and Antonia has an after-school job as well, she works at Chick-fil-A, and all her money has to go to her aunt, her aunt is charging her rent, although her grown-ass daughter, Portia, is living in the house too, and don't do anything, they both just sit on the couch, but what I didn't like is that the aunt is portrayed as this angry, dark-skinned, big, fat woman. Who, because, you know, it's just like, it's given the energy of, oh, this girl is light-skinned and beautiful, and here's this dark-skinned, heavy-set woman who has four kids and is, you know, living off the system. She's just so jealous of her. That's what it's giving even though that is the case, I just, I ain't like, I'm like, why Gina couldn't be light-skinned? Like, why they both can't be light-skinned? And why she gotta be fat? It's just like that trope of being the angry black woman, although Antonia is also black, it's just like, eh. But you know, not to say that these things don't happen too, but it's, anyway. So when she asked her, Portia asked Gina one day, you know, like, why do you hate her so much like why do you because gina hits antonia with the metal part of the belt like hits her across her back with it she hit her in her face 
And she's like, you know, why do you hate her so much? So the story that her aunt tells is that Antonia's father was a boy that she had a crush on. And basically, like, she saw him first, but Antonia's mom went after him anyway, and, like, they got together. But um, her father was shot going to pick up Pampers for her um Antonia at the store and like two guys ran up on him in the car and shot him so after he died her mom got on drugs and she was a crackhead and she overdosed and so that left Antonia with no parents and so because this guy that you never talked to never had any any interaction with and you just had a crush on like your sister you're taking out this abuse on her daughter and Antonia. I just hate because you know it is Cinderella, it's very much given Cinderella. And while Cinderella is one of my favorite Disney childhood movies, it's also fucking ridiculous because <laughs> it's just like you going through that much abuse and still just being like, I'm so sweet, I'm so nice, I'm not gonna let this bother me at all. I'm gonna pray for you. It's just like, oh my God, please swing back, fight back. But, you know, Antonia, she's still sweet. And one day when she's coming home from work, it's like gunshots ring out and she's running home and she like trips over something. And this guy catches her and tells her, you know, it's too late for you to be out here. You need to be at home. But she was coming from work. So it's like after she gets out of school, she has to go to work. And don't get out to like 11 o'clock at night. And so, you know, I don't even know how, um, if she said how far the mall was from her house. So it's just like, she's not getting home till around like 12 o'clock each night. And she has to be to school at seven o'clock in the morning. Like that girl ain't getting no sleep. Cause even when she come home, her aunt expects her to clean the house after they don't left it dirty all day, just sitting around doing nothing. Um, so that's the first time she sees Jaheen and he is a 23 year old business owner he owns a tattoo uh parlor and you know he's also a tattoo artist um and then they run into each other again well she's at work and him and his sister Shaniqua I believe is her her name because I'm gonna do her story next her story was crazy too um they were at the mall together you know he was buying up the mall for her just taking her shopping and they stop at chick-fil-a and he sees her and at first she's like happy to see him but when she sees them two together the smile she had on her face like disappears and of course like she don't know them so she don't know that they brother and sister um and they really don't have any interaction besides ordering the food and so then they just keep running into each other and they spark up a friendship. Oh, that's what it was. So it's senior ditch day and Takara's mom like made her take Antonia with her. And when they get to the beach that they were ditching at, that's when Takara tells her, you know, I'm going to hang out with my friends and you can hang out with your friends. And at first Antonia laughed like, girl, you so funny. Stop playing. And she's like, no, I'm not playing. That's what I want to do. And it's like, you know, she ain't got no other friends. And although she didn't say it out loud, Antonia's thinking like, if you were just going to ditch me, 
why did you even let me come? Like, I could have been at school for this. But she said, sure. So she ends up going to a restaurant or on her way to a restaurant and Jaheem calls out to her. And they go to the restaurant together and they're sitting down talking. And he tells her, you know, like, who you out here with? And when she tells him the situation, he says, do not call that girl your friend no more. That is not your friend. You don't need to talk to her no more. And he's like, you know, do you got anything in her car? And she's like, yeah, um, my book bag is in there. So when they're Takara and her three friends are walking past, he calls out to them like, hey, she says she left her bag in your car. Go get it and bring it back to us. And one of her friends, um, I forgot the little girl name. Um, she's like, do my sister know you out here eating with the homeless? Like throwing shade to Antonia. And he's like watch your fucking mouth and i don't care what your sister know your sister not my girlfriend and she not gonna do shit so you know like you saying that for what is that supposed to spark some fear in my heart or something and he's messing around with the girl's older sister tanisha who was like 26 27 or something like that um oh yeah they also i forgot they also ran into each other when she went to walmart after Gina and her kids went to Orlando with her boyfriend, um, you know, just for a trip away. She was at home by herself. So she went to Walmart to steal some tampons for herself. And he like caught her and told her, you know, like, I'll pay for it and I'll take you out to eat. And he took her to Red Lobster where the girl Tanisha works at. So that was Tanisha already saw them together. And then this will be the second time her sister running back and telling some stuff. So Tanisha know like the girl is more than just his friend or whatever. So, um, you know, they're getting to know each other. Well, not really like, like they're attracted to each other, but they're not doing anything is the best way to put it. Cause it's like, he's 23 and she's 17. So it's really not appropriate. It's not even appropriate for them to be hanging out, but these things do happen and it's not too much of an age gap but it's still kind of uh. um but you know he he just like his daddy his daddy was 20 when he got with um jaheem's mother at 15 which i was like now that i don't know because in the grand scheme of things it's, it's the same thing because 23 and 17 that's six years and then 15 and 20 and it's just like what how how is this okay and i'm like you know what and the sad thing is in the hood this happens all the time and it's really looked at as okay but i was like that shit he said it too casually for me but a little background on jaheem jaheem his father is in jail for life for murdering his mother's rapist um when big job was out you know he was uh deep in the drug game and their mother was kidnapped and while she was held she was raped by um her kid by one of her kidnappers and so when he got her back when big job got her back and she told him what happened you know he found the guy and he killed him and he was arrested and was sentenced for life so they talk to him on the phone all the time but it's just like 
it's him left out here to take care of his little sister and their mother because they both have the same mother and father um and so oops excuse me so where was that so after that he takes her home and he's like you know do you got a phone like let me call you and she's like no i don't have a cell phone and you cannot walk me to my door like i really cannot be seen with you and so she hops out the car and you know like jets to the door and then nope sorry damn why am i getting this all wrong when she says she doesn't have a phone he takes her to sprint he buys her a phone like it's her new iphone and puts his number in and says, you know, like, I'll be texting you. Make sure you respond. But the part about him not taking her to the door was true. She's like, you know, I really cannot be seen with you. And so um, they start texting, start going out. He brings her to his mother's house. Um, her and the mother get close because she's basically the mother figure that Antonia has always wanted but can't get because her life is so terrible with Gina. Um, so, and also, look, child, it is terrible. Um, Gina's boyfriend, Rick, has been raping Antonia for, like, a few months now. But she doesn't say anything because he comes in real late at night while the child, and that's, my God, doing it while three children are in the room. And he always threatens her, like, you know, if you don't do this, then I'll go over and start touching on your little cousin. So either you want it to be you or you want it to be them. And so she's like, of course, no, I don't want that to happen. So she lets it happen to herself. And the way this book ends is him coming into her room again, um, trying to get on top of her but Portia burst burst into the room with a gun saying you know you better get off of her so leading into the second book um Gina like she doesn't even believe Portia and Portia's like it's true I hear him tiptoeing into this room all the time she's not lying about this it's just like Antonia never lies though she always tells the truth and y'all just treat her so bad and he's like, man, she lying. Uh, she be trying to get me to have sex with her and I be telling her no. But it's just like, so why are you even in this room then? Like, what are you doing in this bedroom? There's no reason for you to be in here. And she's not strong enough to pull you in here and get you to come in this room. Like, what are you doing in here? And you have both of them saying that you're doing what you're doing. But Gina's just so desperate to have a man. She's like, I don't know why you think everybody wants you. Not everybody wants you. You ain't that special. And it's like, yo, jealousy is showing because she never said that. She never said anything about her being special, about anybody wanting her. And if anything, she wants yo nigga far the fuck away from her that she can get. Because I know she wanted to say, like, girl, if you can only see my man compared to this nigga you laying up with, child, please. Um, but Gina hits her one too many times, and Antonia hits her back. She's like, you know what? I'm not going for this no more. Um, and she calls Jaheem to come get her. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. And, oh, damn, I'm forgetting a lot of things. Um, in the first book, you know, she wanted to go to prom, so he paid for her prom dress, like, got her all dolled up, and they went to prom together, 
and you know like they had sex for the first time on her prom night and then this happened so it's just like then i think it was like the next week or something she called him to come get her with bags and stuff in the car and so when she explains to him what happened you know it's basically like history repeating itself because he's ready to ride out and go right back to that apartment and kill this nigga. And she's like, man, if you, I lose you, which I was with Jaheem because she was like, you know, if you go to jail and I lose you, I'll kill myself. He pulled that car with so motherfucking fast and was like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I bet not ever hear you say no shit like that again. That is not what we going to do. You're not going to lose me. And even if you did, like, girl, stand up basically is what he told her like girl please don't ever let another person be the reason you take yourself up out of here quit that shit and so she's like you know you're right i'm sorry and so now she's living with jaheem but jaheem ain't letting it go completely he made her promise that he not gonna kill rick but he definitely gonna find out uh where rick at and so while he takes her to school he goes back to the apartment complex and asks the niggas that's standing around like you know shows them a picture of Antonia like you know her what apartment she's staying in so he gets to the apartment knocks on the door um Gina opened it up in a house coat like got her titty sagging like all her business out trying to flirt and it's like girl get your ass off the way and so when he goes like he pushes his way into the house um he see Rick on the couch and he just take his gun and just start whooping Rick ass with the gun. And it's like, um, so basically getting him to admit what he did. Cause he like, if you say that it didn't happen that way, you call him my girl a liar. And if you call him my girl a liar, I got to whoop your ass even worse. And so Rick goes into this story of, man, she walking around here with these little shorts on with these tops on, uh, showing her nipples with no bra man she made me do that and it's just like that made jaheem go off worse it's like nigga you can't justify your rapist ass like shut the fuck up and he pointed the gun at gina because her kids had came out there and he's like man you know take your kids to the back and close the door and mind your business and she didn't move so he took the safety off and that's finally when her ass moved and go to the back and i know he wanted to beat her ass too because he knows that she's been beating Gina's ass, I mean, she's been beating Antonia's ass, and let this happen to her all while under her roof, and uh, Rick is sitting there in his boxes, and he tells him to, like, uh, you know his little kids in this house, like, put some fucking clothes on, you are not their parent for you to just be walking around all comfortable like this, and then, so he leaves, and Antonia, like, when she comes home that day, she finds his clothes that he had on like she's picking it up trying to clean up the house and she sees the specks of blood on his clothes and she later has a conversation with him like you know i told you that i don't want to lose you so it's just like as long as you're not gonna end up in jail it's all good so you know their relationship is progressing until pj who was one of her cousins um her smaller boy cousin is shot on his way um home from school i'm starting to think because um yeah they had got off the school bus and they went home but gina wasn't there so it's like the door's locked and they have no way to get in so they were at the apartment complex like playground waiting for gina to come home so 
when PJ thought enough time had passed and their mom should be home by now, he's walking them across the parking lot and somebody is shooting. And unfortunately, he's one of the ones that got shot. So at the hospital, Antonia gave blood, but her blood wasn't a match. So there's nothing that she could do for him. And she called Jaheem to come up there and he comes up there with his friend Red. And Red is like, man, fuck it, I'll give blood. And Jaheem was like, you think that shit funny? Like, now's not the time for you to be playing games. And he's like, man, I'm not playing no games. That's my son. And, uh, you know, Jaheem's looking at Antonio like, what the fuck is going on? Because they had ran into Red one time before. And when Antonia saw his face, like, she got the fuck out of Dodge. She was not trying to be nowhere near that nigga and she's like that's your friend like that like that's your friend friend and red is jahim's best friend and he's like you know like yeah that's my nigga like what's up and come to find out that red when he was 17 he raped antonia when she was 12 and that produced a baby and instead of getting rid of the baby Gina has been passing PJ off as her son when technically he is Antonia's son. And so after this happened, and Antonia have to having to explain once again that she was sexually assaulted by somebody else. So it's just like I was even surprised that she could have sex with Jaheen because none of her um encounters sexual have sexual encounters have been positive ones so with i know she's attracted to jaheem but even to be able to get in the bed with him like on her prom night it's just like damn i don't think i would have been able to do it it's just like because she didn't even tell him about rick so i know he's probably thinking like she's a 17 year old girl so she's probably had sex before but like, no, none of those encounters were good encounters. And so, Jaheen, like, he's fucked up behind this. And, like, after Red gave his blood, though, he left the hospital. talking Because he got a little chapter to himself, nigga, talking about he ain't scared. But it's a time and a place for everything. Like, no, nigga, you scared. You on the run. Because you know how your best friend get down. And you know when he catch you, it's over for your ass. Um, so... What happens after that? So PJ now moves in with Antonia and Jaheem. Because she tells Gina, she's like, you know, my son is coming to live with me now. The secret is out in the open. I no longer have to pretend. So my son is coming with me. And they develop like a nice little family uh, routine together. Because... Antonia graduated um, high school, valedictorian, you know, type of her class, and she's starting college now. And she also has, well, she doesn't have to work, but she wants to. She's just like, you know, I want to be able to do it all. I don't just want to sit by and let you take care of me because, you know, they got money out the yin yang. And he's like, you know, you could basically do whatever. Just make sure you stay focused on school. And she's like, no, I'm still going to work. Um so when excuse me (laughs) 
Antonia, sorry, Antonia went to go visit Big Ja in jail because she told him, like, you, after explaining her story to him, she tells him, like, you know, I can feel that Jahim is following in your footsteps and I'm so scared for him. So can you please have a conversation with him? And Big Ja is like, you know, yeah, of course, no problem. You know, you remind me so much of their mother. Basically, like, this is history repeating itself, but I will have a conversation with him. Um, and after Ja had that talk with Big Ja, Big Ja informs him that Red got arrested and is now in the same jail that he is in. So he's like, you know, what do you want to happen? Because I can make it happen. You know, speaking in code, basically saying, like, I can kill this nigga if you want me to. But Ja tells him, which I hate the, the, um, terminology but he says you know do you have some homosexual men in there because i want done to him what he did to my girl um and so big john's like oh yeah that's no problem done um and so after the men sexually assaulted red they beat him so bad that they killed him and it was just like damn that is terrible so um then antonia finds out that she's pregnant um they're having a baby girl then she also runs into grace's great why do i keep saying grace gina's mother where is grace coming from god in the store and it's like you know you look so much like her but you never come around like i don't talk to you like what's going on and so she gets her grandmother's phone number and goes to meet her and she takes job with her like you know i need you to sit with me so i can get some answers to my questions and basically gina is just like her mama they're so hateful they ain't got no love in their hearts for one another they don't talk to each other they're not gonna be around each other so that's basically a dead end again as far as finding out information about her family goes it's just like basically all she knows is that her family is a family of hateful people that don't want to see anybody else make it and be happy okay and so moving on from that big job like while the governor was visiting the prison that he's in um somebody had planned to stab the governor but big josh sees that and he steps in and he takes the stabs for the governor and um the governor comes visit him in the hospital i was like you know why would you do that he was like would you rather it be you like i just saw it and i just stepped in front of it because I'm just that type of person. Um, and he's like, you know, I didn't do it thinking that you would let me out. Like, I'm not looking for nothing. Like, don't even think that. Like, I just did what needed to be done. And you do have some people like that. It's just like, you're going to stab this nigga for what? Because it ain't going to break you out of jail or nothing like that. And you stab the governor. Like, make it make sense. So it's just like, nigga, I see what's in your hand. I see what you're about to do. Let me step in front of it. And the governor asks him like you know tell me your story i feel like you got a story so big job runs it down to him and it's like you know so if somebody did that to your wife what would you do like honestly what would you do and the governor says you know whoever did it if i ever found out who they was they you know 
I bet I never find them, basically is what he said. So Big John's like, exactly, nigga, you know, and that's the end of that. So because of his brave act, um, Big John is let out of prison. And, you know, he goes home to his wife and his children. When and the wife, uh, the wife, the mama was so happy. She's like, "Is this real? Like, how the hell?" But it was so fun. Like my first time reading this book, and even I just reread it to brush up on it because Di- this is so random. But Diamond, she is a good uh, writer. It's another um series that I want to talk about. But her book involves like a lot of trauma, child. Um, but it's another story I want to talk about not Shanique like I am going to do Shanique's story because her story was crazy too but it was a completely different one about um a young lady who had a spe- like another oh, it's something about the sexual assault of young people especially that just tugs at my heart but it was another young lady who had a baby early and the child with special needs that story was crazy too um so where was sorry because I'm thinking about that story now. Lord have mercy. Um. So Jah they went to Vegas for a tattoo convention where um the best work would win a check and like a trophy or something like that. And Jah ended up winning, and he also proposed to Antonia in Vegas. So they got married. Um, and they had a baby girl who, what was the baby's name? I think the baby name was something cute. And, you know, PJ, of course, like he calls her mom and he loves everything about, uh, Josh. So they're just one big happy family. Um, what is the baby's name? Oh, she named the baby, uh, Tori Grace Carter. Um, with an I instead of a Y, you know, naming the baby after her father. Um, so yeah, that's their happily ever after story, which was great. And Shaniqua's story, which I will do next, is in this story, she had an abusive ex-boyfriend who that's why Jahim was out there that night, because he was beating that guy up, and with him beating that guy up cops came out and like shot a few warning shots in the air to get them to like run away and get away from that area um but yeah her story is up next and that shit is crazy too so um please go check out um diamond d johnson on amazon like i always tell you guys i get the books through the kindle subscription that i have the kindle unlimited subscription so you can either read the books that way or you can also also purchase them as i always say please support black artists give them a chance peace and blessings my beautiful people